as a trigger warning to everybody, uh, we are recording this after for the triggers. <laughs> um, we want to tell you guys that this is a huge trigger warning. Um, we talk about miscarriages, rape, sexual abuse, sexual assault, sexual assault, children, child pornography, um, molestation. We talk about a lot and it's really gross. And we really want to give you guys a trigger warning just so you guys know if you don't want to listen to this, I think we all understand. Welcome to Hot Garbage. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hot Garbage, the only trash talk that matters. And on today's episode, we're talking about shiny, happy people on Amazon Prime. For those of you who don't know, it's about the Duggars, the TLC show on 19 Kids and Counting and the show Counting On. And let me tell you something. I enjoyed it and it was something. And <laughs> it was definitely something. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> um, so before we get into it, though, we're going to have our get to know us time. And after writing down get to know us time, um, I really want to come up with a name for that. Because all I keep thinking about is like play time, like share time. I was gonna say you don't want to sound like a, a kindergarten teacher anymore. No, I don't. I don't. It, it's time for our get to know us time. I know, and I and it's funny because I was actually thinking about like this Buffy like uh, scene when I said share time, and it's when she's like in college and she's with like her college dorm mate Kathy, and Kathy's like it's share time, Buffy, <laughs> and I just I can't. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I really want to do something different today where I go last. So who wants to go first today? I can go first. <laughs> if you didn't, just so you guys know, Tyler just volunteered. Stephanie, you didn't see his <laughs> hand motion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you go for it. <laughs> I just remembered, uh, my fun fact. It's not really fun, um, that I thought of earlier. It's better than what I just thought of. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> It's not really a fun fact, but I cannot listen to new music. I don't know why I don't have, like, the brain span to do it. Like, I just get so distracted. I can't listen to the lyrics. I I, I don't know. I can't do it. Um, what kind of music or just any music? Just any new music. I cannot do it. Like, a lot of the music in my phone is, like, older music um, okay. from from a long time ago. I just don't know why I can't get into new music. I have to, like, hear it in the background over and over again for me to, like, even start liking the song and like start realizing like oh this is what the lyrics are so it's really hard for me to listen to music i don't know why that's okay i get that mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> not fun but it's a fun no that was fun <laughs> <laughs> i'm tyler <laughs> and uh about five minutes ten minutes ago i uh i broke my fan so that's fun <laughs> <laughs> just so you guys know he's sitting like in the full dark <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, my fan and my light both run on one switch. So I'm just here in the dark, here in the hot. Love it here. Having a great time. <laughs> it's in the hundreds in Texas today. So. Uh, oh, is it really hot in Texas? Always. Mm -hmm. Always. Oh. It, it was 106 <laughs> when I got in the car earlier. Oh. I think it's a little bit cooler here because I'm by the ocean. Mm -hmm. That's fucking disgusting. Is like 106 normal? Yeah. That's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, here it says it's 91, but feels like 102. Um, over here in New Jersey by the beaches, 
like in the 90s is like really fucking hot must be nice that's not my fun fact (laughs) it's 98 degrees right now oh my god 98 degrees i know (laughs) i love it when it's 98 degrees this is a good band that is that one i know the music too <laughs> like the inner girl like with the boy band face came out <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so my fun fact is a story because i really wanted to tell a story <laughs> and so it's about the time that i got trapped in a bathroom and it was 2011 i remember the year because it actually has to do with the cardinals it was like august like right before we were going into put the postseason so it was like all the important games and so my mom just so happened to have been working until like six o'clock that morning. So she was gone all night and my dad and me were home. So we were watching the Cardinal game and he decided I'm going to go to bed because we suck. <laughs> <laughs> Every baseball fan just went, felt it. And so <laughs> that's what he did um, in the game six of the World Series. When David Freeze hit that home run, he went to bed. <laughs> and so been there yeah i watched it he went to bed (laughs) um anyway so he goes to bed and uh it's a commercial so i'm like i have to go pee so i go into the bathroom i leave my phone outside because i'm just going pee who needs to have their phone with them all the time right so i go into the bathroom do my thing whatever i go to leave i'm stuck the doorknob, the doorknob is turning and nothing is happening. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> now my dad is asleep. My mom is not home. I don't have my cell phone. <laughs> How far is the bathroom from your dad's room? Yeah, uh, it's like his, his is on the second story, but it's kind of on the opposite side. Okay. But like it is kind of open by the living room, so the house is also built in like 1880. So the the bathroom was basically like a partition off of the dining room that they like created after indoor plumbing got created because when the house was built, they didn't have indoor plumbing because indoor plumbing didn't exist. Huh. <laughs> so it was like this partition bathroom. So there were no windows. There was one window. There was one window and it was in the closet of the bathroom, but it wasn't really a window. It was about like this big. Uh-huh. Didn't fit a person. Didn't fit a person. <laughs> And it didn't really open like it was actually shutters that you like turned like this. So the shutters would like open and close, but they were like face down. So it was always just like this. So like you're not getting out of the window. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I left the back door unlocked like I could have gotten like in the house. (laughs) Because again, I was like just going pee like it was not a thing. So I'm stuck. I'm now like hot. Like, it immediately got hot. So I'm now, like, banging on the door trying to get it open. Because, like, thinking that would help. Now, I I had told you that the door, it was a partitioned off thing that they built. So the door is not a real door either to the bathroom. It is a door, but it's not a door. <laughs> like, the door is wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you, it gets so much better. So I'm making so much noise trying to get this door open that I wake my dad up. Yay! <laughs> right? You think yay. So so my dad comes downstairs in a rage, okay? Oh, he's pissed. You woke and then up. he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm stuck in the bathroom. 
<laughs> he turns the doorknob, nothing happens. And he's like, now he calms down, right? Because now he's like, oh, okay, now he had a legitimate reason. <laughs> this is a problem. And he said, why didn't you bring your cell phone? I said, I was only going to be in here for like a fucking minute. <laughs> and so he disappears to go get tools. And now I told you that the door is not like a real door. So we're trying to get the doorknob off. And there's no screws on my side. I don't have any screws. He has two screws. I have no screws. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he gets his side of the doorknob off. My side of the doorknob's still on. He gives me the fucking screwdriver under the fucking door because it's also a hollow door, I should mention. It's a hollow door. Because none of this is like, all of this was like fucking like put together after indoor plumbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he passes me the fucking screwdriver under the door. I get it. I pry my doorknob off and don't you know that the middle piece that comes in the middle of the doorknobs is still in the in the door (laughs) oh my god (laughs) Uh. (laughs) so now my dad is like fuck (laughs) (laughs) he leaves he gets a hammer he comes back with the hammer he starts hammering the center middle piece out it's working dad awesome (laughs) all of a sudden the mirror on the back of the door comes crashing down. Oh my God. <laughs> my dad goes, my dad says to me, was that the mirror? I said, yes, it was. <laughs> he goes, he says to me, why didn't you take it down? I said, why didn't you tell me to take it down? <laughs> <laughs> and he says to me, I'm not looking at myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It gets better, guys. We're not even done. We're still in the bathroom. So I move the mirror, pick up the giant clash shorts, and my dad continues to hammer away. We get the metal piece out. We're looking at each other through the hole, and the metal piece that, like, sticks in the door is Uh still sticking in the door. How? I don't know. (laughs) he doesn't either neither of us understand how the thing that goes in the door is just sticking out and now here's the thing guys we have to get that out to get me out right (laughs) but here's the thing the hole for the doorknob isn't that big so there's no leverage so what does my dad do (laughs) takes the back of the hammer and pries off half the fucking hollow door so (laughs) So, like, right where, like, the doorknob is now doesn't have, like, anything. (laughs) And he gently pulls out the center thing. (laughs) Just gently. (laughs) Just gently pulls it out. Just gently pulls it out. And I am now free. (laughs) And I want everybody to understand that this took me two and a half hours. I was stuck in the bathroom from the hours of 11.30 until (laughs) 2.30. How long were you in there before your dad came down? Like a good, like, 20 minutes. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm telling you, it got hot. And so so now he's like, I'm going to bed. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm like, I got to clean all this up. Because there's class everywhere. There's like wood chips. 
there's sawdust <laughs> and my mom isn't home. So I have to clean this up before she comes home. So I clean it all up three o'clock in the morning. I realize I can't let my mom come home and find the door like this <laughs> with no explanation. So I get a notebook and I write down the whole fucking story for her. She goes to look at the fucking door. She just about peed herself. <laughs> but now we have to figure out what to do with the door because this is the bathroom. So what do we do? <laughs> we tape up the hole. We tape the door part that we took off. We tape that back on. <laughs> My mom finds this fucking handle. I don't even know where the fuck she found this handle, but it's a U shape. And then on one side, it has like the wave pattern for your fingies. <laughs> for your fingies. For your grippers. <laughs> and we put that into the middle of the tape. So now we have a door, right? But now we don't have a lock. So what does my mom do? She put a thumbtack in the door and she put a thumbtack in the wall and she put a string. <laughs> and that was how it stayed for about five years. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like my friends out there know exactly what door it is. They've used the door. <laughs> they know the locking mechanism. <laughs> they know. They know. My oh, Some of my best friends just fucking peed themselves listening to this because they've heard this story about three times. They know exactly why the doorknob was there. They know exactly what it looked like. Like, you guys don't get, like, what it looked like. I wish I could see this. Yeah, I know, and I don't I mean, have any pictures. I don't have any pictures. I just, I want to understand how this middle part's just hanging out. I have no idea. After you took the doorknob off, like. Whole doorknob's gone. Fuck, but that middle thing is in there. <laughs> my favorite part is your dad asking, is the mirror still on? <laughs> That's my favorite part. Why didn't you tell me to take it off? I'm not looking at myself. <laughs> and so honestly, funny. that's Such a party. A response. Yeah, it's a party story. Like, that's a story that you tell at a party. Mm-hmm. And sure. I, yeah, it's phenomenal. And it's going to be a party today. <laughs> I know. I wanted to like do like a lighthearted story before we got here. <laughs> So I spent 20 minutes telling you about the time I was locked in a bathroom for hours. <laughs> and I never watched the end of the game. Never had my cell phone. <laughs> God damn. Yep. Phenomenal. Um, <laughs> so as um, a perfect segue, we're going to talk about the worst people in the world. <laughs> We go from that to the absolute worst people in the fucking world, and they are the Duggars. And I'm going to I'm going to come clean right now. I 150% watched them on purpose. Watched them watch them on purpose after the whole sexual assault thing on the sisters came out in 2015. Um and then and then and then I think I started like really realizing that they were a cult and like I kind of stopped watching because I realized, like, but for a very long time, I watched them. And let me tell you something. They didn't, they really didn't, I really, who knew that they were nefarious things? I, I watched them, too, mostly because I don't know why I was fascinated when they would go to the grocery store. I love the episodes they would go to the grocery stores. And they, all 19 why. kids would go. Yes, and they would have carts and carts. And but I don't they didn't even, even leave how. some of them at home. I know, all of them <laughs> went in that 
big ass van that they had like yeah oh like God, the school I bus watching that yes they they showed clips of that in this yes and it triggered me it triggered you <laughs> oh yeah because you were yeah, you were. I, yeah i work in a grocery store and yeah i i wanted to die as soon as i saw <laughs> that whole family in there do you ever see families like that at the grocery store every damn you see huge day. families like that not not like that but how many what is the most amount of kids you've seen in person in one family and the most amount of carts i did see it was one lady with five children and she was pregnant that's one that i remember (laughs) i'm i'm sure i've seen more i don't remember it because we get these like busloads of kids on like school trips or band trips or something like that so i that kind of bothers me more like i notice them more because they're all wearing the same fucking shirt and (laughs) just being a fucking nuisance so i don't really notice like huge families like that i just i notice weird things like that okay what's the most (laughs) amount of carts you've seen with one family i want to say four okay yeah it was four carts and it was like two people (laughs) <laughs> and they spent like i think it was like six hundred dollars or something like that and they were like oh wow that's not as bad as last year they only go once a year <laughs> like, it's probably I, a vacation they were yeah they were like down here for vacation in the summer or something like that but i'm just like that's not as bad <laughs> but they also gave me a 20 dollar tip so you know oh okay <laughs> <laughs> sorry we made fun of you there thanks for the 20 dollar tip <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Going back to Laura, uh, you talking about watching them and stuff, and then you realize that they were a cult and you stop watching them. I never realized they were a cult. Okay. I just thought they were fucking weird to be like the brother just molesting his younger siblings. Like I just thought that was fucking weird, and that's kind of why I stopped. Okay, I didn't think it was a cult. Uh, it took me a while to figure that one out. So, um, I think it's because I'm like super fascinated by cults. That I then, like, started, like, realizing it. Like, when I started becoming, like, super fascinated by cults is when I kind of realized that they were super culty. But honestly, I passed it up to, like, their religion because, again, I thought that they were Baptist because that's what they told us. And they were not fucking Baptist. No, they were not. (laughs) And if you were Baptist, that was your religion. This was your cult. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my God. Like, I, like, I mean, like, I was totally fucking duped. I was totally fucking duped. I, like... Man, it doesn't happen often, but I guess, like, the whole religious thing, like, duped the shit out of me. That's what they do. I'm fucking mad at myself. I, I like, feel shame. <laughs> I mean, at least you weren't part of the cult and got duped. Yeah. That yeah. would have been a lot worse. <laughs> like, I watched it. I. It's not that I just, like, I watched it after the first, like, when he, like, came out that, like, he molested his fucking sisters. Like, I watched it after that. Oh, no, I suck, girl. <laughs> like... <laughs> What is wrong with me? I watched that counting on because it was about, I was like, oh, it's about like the older kids. Like, that's totally fucking fine then, right? And like, no, it's not. No. (laughs) You piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing I want to say is that there were a lot, like I felt really comfortable watching this because like I didn't feel comfortable about that like Randall Emmett um, documentary because we had actually filmed something and it was for the, well, we actually didn't ever record it, but it was for the, um, randall emmett documentary on hulu and i was like really afraid to touch it (laughs) because like everything's alleged and i didn't want to go near it but like i want to explain like this one is like a really well done documentary like they have like a bunch of the family involved with like cousin amy 
and Jim Bob's sister and like um like their friends. They're like friends that were like involved with like like the friend's daughter was courting Josh. So um I just really want to say all of that. And they also had a really lot of like a lot of other people that were like this ex cult members. So I thought it was really well done with like the mix of people that they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ex uh, IBLP people, they that was some powerful shit right there. Oh my god. Jane Doe three, who we now know is her real name, but fuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like I guess like I'm like I feel like I feel like we're gonna talk about a lot of this and it's just gonna be like fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's literally how I felt the whole time. Just like yep. by like Shit. episode three i think is where everybody was like like episode one was like oh okay and then like episode two you're like it's kind of dark and then like episode three is where you're like oh. yeah <laughs> yeah episode three is like where shit really just goes off the rails and you're like there's no way any of this fucking happened like you know it happened oh it happened yeah. and that's but the saddest part like, no <laughs> like the saddest part is that it's real mm-hmm. yeah like truly the saddest part is that this is fucking real and i want to point out something i was actually going to send you guys some of these tiktoks but i decided not to because there were so fucking many of them um people have been coming on tiktok and saying i recently got tiktok so now i'm in a hole and so (laughs) (laughs) so i was on tiktok and the dogger thing came up because tiktok spies more than anything else 100 uh i'm here for it though um Give me, give me the algorithm. Give me everything I want. But anyway, <laughs> I was um, watching a lot of them. And a lot of like these people were saying like a lot. There are a lot of these cults. Like there are a lot of these people. There's like some guy named Dobson. I don't remember his first name, but his name is Dobson. And he's some other like he's just as bad as Bill Gothard. From what I've gotten, he broke away from them. And he took he decided that they were like too harsh. So he like took what he wanted from them. And, like, some of the people were saying it was pretty much the same thing. And it seems like that's what, like, a lot of, like, these things did. And then, like, they tell, they say that they're, like, these evangelical, I don't know how to say that word, Christian, evangelical evangelical (laughs) Christians. (laughs) And that's sort of, like, what people are saying. They're, like, these are all over the place. Like, I'm glad that this is out and, like, people know now. So I really want to say that, that, like, there are a lot of these around. And if you don't think that you are susceptible to a cult... Yes, you are. Every single person in the world is susceptible to a cult. Okay. Even if you don't think you are, you don't know until you wake up from the cult. <laughs> okay. And there's a lot of them here, especially like in the South. Yeah. So, yeah. Like y'all, y'all just be careful. I'm in New Jersey. <laughs> and I want you guys to know not everywhere has those. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, we're, well, I'm like, seven hours from Waco or something like that. Oh. You know, cult central. Oh. (laughs) We know all about those. (laughs) Yeah, no. So, like, I really just want to, like, disclaimer it for people, like, because I used to be one of those people that were like, I don't ever get approached by cults because I'm not going to ever join a cult. And then I got into the communication program at my community college, and I used to joke with my, like, professor who, like, runs it that this is a cult. (laughs) And then one day Chloe looks up what is a cult and like what is a high control group and like the actual definition for it and he said wow we really did check every box didn't we (laughs) i was in a sorority i was for sure in a cult like see super culty see everybody's culty because everybody wants to belong and don't ever forget that Mm -hmm. 
Yep. That's really what it is. So life lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody wants to fit in and everybody has those moments of desperation that they prey on. Yeah. I watched The Vow, which I actually bring up. I want to talk about later, but I talk about The Vow and um, I highly recommend it because it definitely like changes the way you think about cults. Before I watched that, I definitely, even though I was like fascinated by them, I definitely didn't think I was that person until I heard Sarah Edmondson talk about it. And then I was like, yeah, (laughs) I'm a cult person. So let's give a broad overview. I have notes written down. I want you guys to interject. It's mainly going to be Stephanie for a second. (laughs) Um, But like, who are the Duggars? So they told us that they were Baptist and no, they weren't. Um, They followed this IBLP, which stands for Institute of Basic Life Principles. And it is a cult. And it is a cult. That's exactly what it is. So how they started on television was a five-part special on Discovery. Um, they had like a bunch of specials. And then TLC approached them about making uh, 19 Kids and Counting, which was like 17 Kids and Counting when they started. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it became Counting On. What I actually find incredibly interesting about the documentary is that they explained that one of the specials that they did was like moving into their new house, which was like this big giant house that they built themselves. Basically, TLC wanted to make the 17 Kids and Counting show so much that they invested $200,000 into helping them finish the house so they could record the show. Uh Holy shit. (laughs) And up until this point, I watched that, like, thing. And, like, up until this point, like, you thought that they bought it themselves. Like, that they built it themselves. Nobody helped. Nothing like that. Um, so the show got canceled after the oldest son, Josh, was brought up on child pornography charges, which he was convicted of. Fuck you, motherfucker. Uh-huh. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> and so now that you guys kind of like get a little bit of an overview of like what they were going into this, um, it was kind of this picture perfect family that was just so nice and dressed like pilgrims and mm-hmm. the mom was super soft spoken yes and um you have to listen it was totally a fucking front mm-hmm. it was totally a fucking front and yeah i think that kind of sums it up do you do you kind of have anything to add stephanie um no no uh the kids are just meant to be obedient um women are meant to be obedient um, I am sure we're going to get into why, uh, with like the umbrella and everything like that, but, um, it was, it's gross now. That it's gross. Like it's gross now see. knowing. Yeah. Like I feel bad that I gave them readings because, um, I feel was... so bad. I feel, I, I feel shame. I really do. Me too. I really do. I didn't realize how long these people were around. Like yeah. every fucking clip that they showed of like, they were on kid 13 they when they showed up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like every every clip had a different title. Like I, I literally put like how many fucking shows shows did these people have? Mm-hmm. <laughs> After every single kid, they would get another name of the show, um, and I they would do something. Did it start when we were in middle school? Like we're thirty mm-hmm. now. I'm pretty sure it started when we were back in middle school. So. Yes, we we are the same age as like Justin Ginger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it popping up. I feel like I remember it starting off as like 17 and counting or maybe it was was 17 when it started. I'm almost positive. Might have been 16, but 
There's a whole bunch of just like different fucking titles in here. And I'm just like, where did all this come from? Mm -hmm. Because I think it was 16 kids and moving in. I'm looking. And that was right before the show. I feel like that's what it is. Yeah, that that sounds familiar now that you say that title. Yeah. It's fucking sad that I know the title. Honestly, if we quiz me right now, I could probably do the kids' names in order. I knew like so little about this family that I thought it was like the dad that got arrested for the child pornography. I love like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I wish I was you. I was the older brother. I was like, I oh, wish I was you. Okay. <laughs> if I was, if I was you, I wouldn't have shame. I wish I was you. <laughs> okay, it started with fourteen kids in, in County. It was fourteen kids. Yeah, in two thousand four. It went that far back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Takes nine. Oh it God. takes ten months to cook a baby. It does take 10 yeah, months I, to cook I a baby. <laughs> Nine months is a modern misconception. It takes 10 months to cook a baby because you have to go through the whole month that you're pregnant that you don't know. Yeah. And then also, uh, it was 14 Kids in County, also known as um, somewhere along the way, 14 Kids and Pregnant Again. Okay. And then I think they just like start, just kept going with 15 Yeah, kids they had some Christmas and special. And I remember that, and Jill was talking about it, and she said, yeah, we had to shoot that in, like, fucking July and, like, pretend to have Christmas. And I was like... <laughs> well, I mean, they're in Alabama. They could get away with that. No, they're in Arkansas. Yeah. Or, Ar- yeah. Arkansas. One of those. Arkansas. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended anybody for the way that I just said Arkansas, but it I happened. know. I said Arkansas. I know people get mad about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to get people to come there. We'll get to that. But he's trying to get people to come there. (laughs) I researched researched a lot after I watched this because I was like, okay, what's going on now? So I actually know some shit because of TikTok. Thank you, TikTok. I'm part of you now. I can't wait to hear this. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Thank this podcast for getting you into it. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) I'm here with you. (laughs) China is not spying on us, even if they are. They're not spying on us. So don't take my TikTok away. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't take my TikTok. <laughs> Got oh. more than their TikToks. <laughs> I feel what I feel TikTok. like the Duggars have unleashed this unhingedness in me today. <laughs> so we need to talk about how evil Jim Bob fucking is. <laughs> Jimmy B. Jim. <laughs> Jimmy motherfucking B. Not to be confused with Jimmy Dean, the breakfast sandwiches, who are phenomenal. <laughs> Jimothy Bob, like, oh my god, he's horrible. I didn't tell you guys any of the subtopics that we were going to talk about because I didn't want to, like, get you guys on anything until, like, we were here. So the contract. The contract that Jill and Derek signed on their very busy day a day before the wedding when he tricked them into signing a contract for five more years of the show. And if that isn't even bad, if that isn't even bad, you want to know how they found out they were in El Salvador doing mission work and they get a call and they're like, Hey, you have to come here and do the shoot. And she's like, no. And that's when they found out that she signed a contract and she did in fact have to come back after all of this. Jill said, TLC, here's my lawyer. I want to know what every contract I ever signed for you guys is. And they were like, okay, lawyer Jill, here you go. <laughs> and turns out her parents were signing the contracts for them when they were all already adults and they were acting like they were still minors. It said that they were minors on there. No one bothered to change that. No um, one bothered to also, fucking change it. 
So no they one can bothered keep to all look the money. into them. Yeah, uh, just so they can keep all the money. The kids did not get any money for the so kids did not long. get any money. So that brings me to the next point: the money. The only person who got ba- paid is Jim Bob, okay? Not even Michelle, because Michelle has no authority there. Jim Bob mm-hmm. is the only one who got fucking paid, okay? Jill and Derek go, hey, hey, can we have money for our hospital bills that you watched me give birth? That they did not want to do. And they yeah. and TLC said, well, we already gave you guys family money. Okay, okay, riddle me fucking this. Riddle me this. When in the history of for fucking ever has there been such a thing as like here's a lump sum for a family here's like family money when you clearly know that like seven of them are fucking 18 mm-hmm. are you joking tlc are you fucking kidding josh had already had like two or three kids like by the time like jill Phil figured out anything Literally, she figured out what was going on when she was married to Derek, who I love, Mm -hmm. and I loved how unhinged he was. Mm -hmm. I fucking love that man. He is the reason that she figured it out. He is the reason that she asked for money. He is the reason that she knew how to say no. And I believe Mm -hmm. the same thing about Ginger with her husband, Jeremy. I think Mm -hmm. Jeremy was like, you can say no. Mm -hmm. And she was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you can say no. And then mm-hmm. prompted her to go and get herself out of the fucking cult. And I just want to comment on the way, because Jill and Derek were the only two that were, uh, or Jill's the only daughter that interviewed for this special. Yeah. Um, and Derek was so, um, one unhinged, yes, but he was so supportive. And, like, you could tell she was going through it, and he was, like, being so patient with her and, like, uh, like, rem- oh, like he would reminding step her in. to say, yeah, mm-hmm, things that she needed to say. Mm-hmm. And he would step in for her and be like, nobody was ever supposed to find out about this. I actually didn't even know until we were engaged. And like, this should have stayed private. And like, she's uncomfortable. We might not even talk about this. Like, she's going to talk about what yeah. she wants. And I was I like, I love that. I know. I love Derek. I love Derek. I love that man. I love, love him. Derek. I Derek love him. I am very happy that I continued to follow him. They might be homophobic people, but I'm glad that I continued oh, to follow. Yeah, they all are. Oh. Yeah. They're all super homophobic and they're all like super against abortion. Like they're like still very religious people, but I do in fact follow some of them and it's hard not to. The worst part is like, you know, like TLC only like didn't talk to any of the, like any of the older kids like individually because Jim Bob's the one that's making them all the money. Yeah. Like, you don't want to piss him off, or else he's just going to pull all the contracts. Yeah. So, and, fuck and, Jimmy B, fuck TLC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were TLC's cash cow. So, why would they try and do that? Why would they try and do that? Why would they try and step in? Why would they try and help? Exactly. Why? Fuck you. Exactly. Fuck you. Fuck TLC, man. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I have a problem with TLC, and we'll get to it, but I have a problem with fucking TLC. So, what is the Institute of basic life principles. I am never going to call this a fucking religion because it's not. And if you're in it, Mm -mm. it's not your fucking religion. It's your fucking cult. (laughs) I'm Mm. sorry. (laughs) You're brainwashed. So what I wrote down in my notes is it is a warped view of the Bible then back boxed up in a homeschooling program to train your kids to be predators and 11-year-old moms. Yep. That might have been harsh, but boy, was that what it is. (laughs) You nailed it. <laughs> it's exactly what it was. And it was mean, but I mean, maybe you need to be mean for people to like understand what's going on. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like maybe you have to mm-hmm. say the hard things for people to like get it. So Bill Gothard started this cult. <laughs> oh boy. This man I, is the devil. Like, so I have just some stuff person. written down and then we'll talk about how horrible he is. But just so you guys know who Bill Gothard is, Bill Gothard's family is the reason why there are Bibles in the hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a pastor. He wasn't a pastor at all. <laughs> he didn't have anything going for him. He was just a man. Um, and I wrote down the 1980 sex scandal with his brother because um, I feel like we really need to talk about that to understand how big of a scumbag he is. So his brother was a sexual abuser and got caught. And basically what Bill Gother did was just sent him away to a facility with no supervision whatsoever. And then the girls that were... S- the bad girls that had to get reformed got sent to where he was. So the brother got caught with a child at one of these facilities. And Bill Gothard still tried to keep him around. And it was lucky enough that everybody else sitting there said, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, everybody else said no. And he was like, why not? And it's like, why not? <laughs> and so, um, the so basically, just so you guys know, he is no longer the head of this cult. He actually doesn't have anything to do with this thing anymore because they had a whole bunch of like child sexual star- charges, and then there were two girls, Emily and who was Jane, Jane Doe three, and Lindsay, um, who decided not to do it. They were on a lawsuit about the sexual assault that he had committed on them. And it was like a whole bunch of girls who did it. Lindsay ended up not being a part of it, but she was asked to be on it. She didn't want to deal with it. So sad. And the case basically got thrown out because there was a statute of limitations and he countersued them, which luckily they lost. But the other thing I also want to explain is how huge this thing was. Um, like how huge it is. There are 2 million people that attend the seminars every year. Okay, that's a lot of fucking people. And basically what they do is they do like this spreading method. And that's how Jim Bob got sucked into it. Um, Basically, like they have these like Baptist church, Southern Baptist church come in and they do these seminars. And then they basically take these teachings back to their church and they basically spread the cult. Do you guys have anything to comment before we move on to the belief system? One of my favorite things (laughs) was... uh... One of the girls said that uh, Gothard has a Lego-shaped head. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I'm glad that you wrote that, that down. It, like, it showed him, and I'm just like, yep, he has a Lego-shaped he head. He does. <laughs> he really does. He really, really does. And as somebody who has a square face herself, um, fuck you, Lego head. <laughs> um, so the belief system, the beautiful belief system that they have in place. Um, I use beautiful, incredibly sarcastic. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just want to explain what they told us on the show and then what they didn't tell us on the show. So what they told us on the show is that, you know, they don't listen to music. They don't watch TV, that they're homeschooled. They do this corning thing, which is like no kissing before married. Um, They marry young, no pants, no piercings. Um, They don't show their shoulders. They don't show their knees, like that kind of thing. What they didn't tell us on the show. Big hair. Big hair. I forgot about that. I forgot. Big curly hair. What they didn't fucking tell us was that they couldn't play with Barbies because she was a slut. 
Cabbage Patch Kids were demons, and they burned everything that was Disney. They they did say that on the show. They did. Yeah. They didn't. But they did. I thought they did. They didn't tell us that Barbies were sluts. I remember they they said the Cabbage Patch Kids were like little demons or something, though. For sure. I remember that. On the 19 Kids and Counting show? Oh, Oh, no. Yeah. It's great that we cleared up the miscommunication before we put that out. <laughs> no, I, I thought you meant like on the documentary. Itself, yeah. No, the... no, that's okay. on the show, on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so on, on the, the show, show yeah, they never said anything. The 19 like Kids and Counting show, that's what they told us and that's what they didn't tell us. They didn't tell us any of that shit. They told us that shit on the fucking documentary and now we all fucking know. Fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> you pervert. Like you made children's toys perverse nobody else did nobody said barbie was a slut yeah nobody would have picked up on that unless you made it inaccessible from the start yes Mm -hmm. like you taught that that's your reasoning of course they're going to start thinking that you like how do you think people learn how to be racist yeah how do you think people learn how to be homophobic you get taught that shit Mm -hmm. you get taught that shit and that's what they did that's what they did you taught them this Barbies aren't sluts. No. Cabbage Patch Kids are not demons. <laughs> They're dolls. No, but the creator puts a curse on them, didn't yes. you hear? I can't I wait got. for the Barbie movie. <laughs> oh, no, I can't wait too. for the Barbie so movie. <laughs> that, that was so fucking funny. Every fucking Cabbage Patch Kid that comes off the conveyor belt, the guy's just like, curse. <laughs> Curses curse. them? Curse them. <laughs> are you so joking? It? Oh, it's just gosh. so you don't have your kid play with toys. Because you don't want your kid to play with toys. Because you want to, like, put him in this little fucking bubble. And then they're taught the umbrella. Um, yes. Are, are we talking? I have that next. I have that next. You okay, can go okay. into it if you want. Okay. The umbrella is, like, r- really pisses me off. Okay. So uh, so it starts with Christ. Um, he's the top umbrella. And then the next part of the umbrella is the man. Or the Bill father. Gothard. Husband. Uh-huh. Uh, Bill Gothard is actually in the middle of Christ and and the husband. It's okay. not it's not it's not in the book, but But that's implied. It's implied. Uh, so then and then there's the husband and then down the umbrella the smallest little part of the umbrella is the wife and um the children and taking uh and the part and the woman's job is just to be a good wife, a good a mom and uh to obey and you must obey your husband. And um, I don't know. That's yeah. Annoying. No, it's all about obedience. I think that yes. you did a great job, Stephanie. You did a great yep. job. I put you on the Thanks. spot, and you did such a good job. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. And because of all that, like the way that uh, the way Jimmy B's wife like looks at him just creeps me the fuck out. Oh my god. Oh my god. When they like, were it's sitting there, so, like frightful. Oh my god. <laughs> but... The one that gets me. The one that gets me. And people out there, please go fucking look it up. It's when they had the interview about the um, Josh sexual assault thing in 2015 and how she was looking at him as he was explaining something. Her face was like, you're not making a fucking ounce of sense, but I'm going to agree with everything that you say, beautiful God. She looks at him like like he is God or something like. Yeah, like she like she's brainwashed for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, he got her into it. She was a yeah. cheerleader. She was like 17. She was like in public mm-hmm. school. And then all of a sudden, 
that he said that the devil was less or got her when she was a cheerleader or something. Apparently, yeah. she used to be loud, and now she has the quietest little voice, and she's so and the thing she's that um so quiet. Um, I want to say that Jill said is how everybody on like Jim Bob's parents and Michelle's parents were like, we don't think you should be having this many kids. And they were like really concerned for her health. I think that that needs to be fucking noted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't believe they got to 19 kids. Oh my like, God. Oh my God. So like I don't know milk. if they identify as quiverful, but that's what the fuck they are. And if you don't know what quiverful is, it is basically you have as many kids as possible to spread the word of God and to take over the world with like God. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like quiverful people have as many kids as they possibly can until they can't have any kids anymore. And I don't know if they ever said that they were quiverful, but they're fucking quiverful. Like they like I wrote down a bunch of stuff that they said. They said, go forth and multiply um, the more kids, the more blessings, the more kids you have, um, the more you can influence the world for Jesus. Um, and then in archive footage, Michelle said that Michelle said that overpopulation is a myth. And Jim Bob genuinely <laughs> believes that the world's population can fit in Jacksonville, fucking Florida. The whole <laughs> the world. I had to go back and rewind. I was like, did he mean America or the world? And he, in fact, meant the world. Michelle almost died with Josie. Like, that's she the almost, 19th the, kid. She Josie almost died. Almost died. And a Josie baby died, died after that. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. They were I know. Everybody does. Totally they buried a baby on TV. Yeah. They literally had. They buried oh a 20-week-old baby on TV. I totally that forgot happened. about that. That happened. It was her 20th kid. That happened. And you think he would have stopped after fucking Josie. And I think that they took her um, uterus after that. I think that they were like, it's disease. You can't have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she was born still stillborn. And uh, Michelle looks forward to seeing Jubilee in heaven. That's her name, Jubilee. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that. So the Recording process, which I feel like we have to talk about because they talked about it so much on there and on the show. So, like, what it was was like you're basically dating um, for like the purpose of marriage. You kind of like can't. I feel like you kind of can't say to no. Like, so they say that you can say no, but it certainly feels like you can't say no to your dad. Like, whoever your dad kind of picks for you is like who they pick for you. And um, also obedience of the women. Yeah. So like, you really can't say no. I wrote that down. One of the one of the girls said, um, this is the guy that like God wants for me. So like I'm going to do it. And it's like, OK. Yeah. I, I remember one of them basically like said it's basically an arranged marriage. Yes. Yes. So I want to tell the story of the woman, Tia, who was the ex. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly who she is. So basically, the reason that I think all of that <laughs> is because. This woman, Tia, she basically talks about how she got married to her first husband and, like, felt icky and wrong and, like, unhappy about it. And her wedding night, she was raped because she literally had no idea what sex ed was. She literally didn't know what no was. She didn't even understand that she was raped. That's how, like, fucking, like, dumb these people are when it comes to sex. Like, they literally don't even know what sex is. Like, they don't know how, like, what it is. 
And that's how yeah. like they all become pregnant. Like, I'm sorry. Like, cause they don't know, like they don't know. Cause they're never taught it. Like they're never taught it. Their parent, yeah. this religion just. You, you don't talk that. about sex until yeah. you're married and then you're married and you're sitting there like, what mm-hmm. is this? They don't even understand like pads and tampons. Like one girl had a tampon mm-hmm. and oh they said that she's now unpure because she broke her hymen for. Uh, and how dare you rid your husband of breaking your hymen? Hymens don't exist. You don't break a hymen from a tampon. Like Hymens yeah. do not exist. Okay. Your hymen probably broke when you were like fucking 12. Okay. And you were like running or bicycling and it ripped on its own. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what happened. No one's ridding anybody of anything. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, it's there as like protection so you don't like get like fucking molested like these little girls were. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. That's the other thing I want to say. I highly fucking doubt that Josh is a fucking anomaly. Oh, yeah, no, he's definitely not. No. He's, they say that, like, in there? Yeah. Like, it's so it, happening all over the it's place. It's happening all over the place. So, like, all those people that you see, all those people that you see, all of them are getting molested by, like, somebody in their fucking family. Because it's just fine. It's just fine. Oh, it's horrible. Anyway. It is. Anyway. I'll keep talking about Tia, because her story is... That's all I have for Tia here. Oh. Like, just... Oh, no, 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 I didn't even finish it. I didn't even finish it. Oh, my God, I didn't even finish it. So... Basically, what happened was Tia then gets married to this guy. They have kids, tons of kids, all of that. And so it's like, it's so like, I can't, like, it's actually like really hard to talk about. So basically, one day her husband was like really violent and he like left because he was so mad. And something in her gut told her to leave. And she did. And I mean, these people don't leave. You know, like these, like you're taught not to leave. And like she did it, which is like fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you literally yeah. stepped into the straight unknown. They made you uneducated. They made you have no money. They made you be nothing. And you fucking walked away from that. And like that deserves all the props in the fucking world. So anyway, so she comes back. So he comes back home after she leaves. He had gone to his office and got a gun. And if she was still there, she would have died. He would have killed her. Mm-hmm. And probably the kids. Mm-hmm. He was following ar- her around that day with, like, like a piece of wood or something. So he, like, like, and he was threatening to, like, hit her with it. Yeah. 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 Fucking horrific. It is horrific. Mm-hmm. That story was really sad. Like, I feel so bad that her dad, and like, courted her to that man. Like, that, it was... Horrific. He married her off. He married her mm-hmm. off. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so sad. Um, I honestly like hurt. Like, oh, it broke my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it really did. That was probably one of the worst things. Yeah. I heard in that documentary. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Um, and I want to like commend her for like telling her story. I want to commend her for like standing up because like I watched The Vow too, and that's why I talk about it a lot because there's like a lot of similarities and like the vow kind of like follows them like basically like telling everybody about this cult and like outing them and I mean it's just it's you like watch how scary it is it's so scary it's so scary Mm -hmm. it's so scary one thing about the courting thing uh so just Josh and Anna are so freaking weird to me okay like 
and you know that Josh was molesting his sisters, and he wanted to move up that wedding so bad because he just wanted to get it in with Anna. Like, that was, like, ugh, yucky. And Jim Bob talked, like, what was it, a movie or a DVD or some book about, like, your wedding night? Like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, Karma Sutra, Sutra right? for Christians or whatever. Yes. It was like, oh, God. I know. Yeah. Oh, it was so, icky. Yeah. It was it icky. Him, like, yeah, it shows him with them and... Uh, Josh is like, well, I think I kind of have an idea. Yeah. You, well, no you shit, know, you were molesting your sisters. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he had a courtship with the Holt's daughter, and they mm-hmm. broke it off because of what they found out about him. Mm-hmm. And then he got with Anna, and they knew. they Like, her family knew. Mm-hmm. And they let it happen. Anna. And you know what? I actually saw this TikTok and I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up, but now I kind of want to. Please. So it was about Anna. And it was basically this woman who was like, I think Anna had a creepy feeling from the beginning. I think Anna had the same kind of story as Tia where she didn't want to get married and she was unhappy. But this is the guy that God put in front of me. She basically said, like, when you watch her get engaged to him, she is very uncomfortable. And she showed the clip of it and she is very uncomfortable. She is like, yeah, like you can just you feel the tension now. Like, I think back then everybody kind of like talked, chalked it up to them, like having chaperones and it being a surprise and like whatever. But like now knowing this, like you see her like kind of like really have an issue. And so did she like leave him after all this? Nope, I, she's still I with him. Up. She'll okay, listen. I wasn't sure. About nope, that. I looked all okay. of it up. She's still with him. Okay. She visits him in the jail go. with the kids. You want to know where Anna's living? At the Duggars. At the compound with the family. <sighs> wow. At Josh's request. Yeah. Anna's brainwashed. Anna's I so know. brainwashed because they never she never got an education. She never learned anything other than these stupid ass beliefs. Like she, this is like a life wasted, I feel like. She Yeah. Uh, and the, those poor kids are just gonna like be born or like be living in this he molested his kids, probably. I mean, come I, on. I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Wouldn't be surprised. Like, come on, come on, come on. He did it to his own sisters. You don't think he wouldn't do it to his own kids? I do. Exactly. He was looking at child porn. I do. Yeah, and the I know we're gonna talk about it in a little bit, but ugh, he's just just a horrible person. I know. I don't even the physical punishment, including that blanket training shit. That was stupid. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you guys. My parents spanked me. <laughs> I got spanked. Um, I don't I exactly agree with, like, the whole switch thing. You know, I think that's a little fucked up. Um, I also think, like, you know, like, being able to, like, beat up, like, the older daughters and, like, your wives is kind of fucked up, too. I think the spanking should probably end, like, when you're, like, you know, real young. Like, mm-hmm. five, six. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. like, <laughs> like normal a normal age, people, you know? Yeah. Not fucking your 15 getting fucking spanked by your dad. Like, ooh. Ew. That's weird. <laughs> Ew. And just... Amy was like crying. Amy was like crying thinking about like what the they were doing. The encouragement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they the encouragement. The encouragement. We haven't mm-hmm. talked about Amy. I fucking love Amy. I love Cousin Amy. Mm-hmm. I loved Cousin but... Amy when she was on the show. I love coming as an Amy mm-hmm. now. I love Cousin Amy. Cousin Amy's awesome. Um, and she, she was, is. She could tell she's uh, really disturbed about what happened to her cousins oh she is mm-hmm. yeah 
uh, she was she was like they would say like, do you need some encouragement? Oh, <sighs> uh, like that's what's fucked up about it. Like spanking your kid. I got spanked. You know what I mean? Like I think I'm a fine upstanding human that it isn't like you know like going around like being a fucking ass. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even like. I mean, it stopped when we were, like, really young. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, five or six, like, you stopped getting spanked. Um, It would be really weird if my parents were spanking me when I'm a teenager. Like, that's when, even 10 years old, I feel like that's weird to be getting spanked. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Like, you're grounded at a certain point. At a certain point, you're grounded with no TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It showed that one guy uh, during, like, one of the seminars or whatever, like, showing how to, like, properly spank your child yeah that was fucked he was up spanking someone else's child was, yeah he was hitting somebody else's child because he didn't have yeah. any but he's gonna teach you how to spank your child but he doesn't have any because he knows yeah it's just everything about that like it felt wrong to watch they were laughing <laughs> I know. we felt it wrong to watch but they were laughing mm-hmm. yeah like he was making then jokes he, then he spanked him again because he didn't hug him right i'm like that guy's fucking no for sure too. like you know he is Yo. Like, oh my god. Just, Yo. Uh. <laughs> um, so the blanket training shit too. Just so you guys know, Michelle talked about that blanket blanket training in her book. And it's basically like you sit a baby on a blanket and then you put something just out of reach that they want, and every time that they go to get it, you smack them in the hand. A baby. What the f a baby. Yep. I think they said like six months old or something yeah. when they start that. Like for what reason? What is that teaching? And then, like, like the older they get, then she's like, then I tell them, go get your, fi- go get a toy so we can have blanket time. Like, ew, it's like, why are you doing that? I know, it's so gross. It's you gross. You have designated time to hit your child, like, for no reason, just because they want a toy, because they're a child. They're an infant. They're a fucking, they're a fucking, their brains aren't even close to being fucking fully developed. You think these kids come out of the fucking womb like they're like fucking brainiacs and it's a fucking newborn. You think their brains come out fully fucking functioning and that's why you're like, abortions are bad because you think it takes nine months to make a full brain. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like you don't have a full brain. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so. I think I'm so fired up and mad because I watch them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I now it. feel stupid. <laughs> so now I'm mad. <laughs> no, I mean, like I'm, I'm getting mad, like just talking about all this. Like, I, I didn't even watch the show like you did, but just like seeing it all in that short amount of time. Just the kids were so well uh, behaved. Get you like get yeah, your blood the boiling. Yeah, the kids were so well behaved, and now so you know well why because they were getting beat the yeah, shit out of because they need encouragement. Yeah. You, you you say something wrong and you're gonna go the the shit beat out of you in the fucking bathroom for encouragement. Of course they were well behaved. Don't step yeah. out of line. Jeez. You're two feet you're you're not you're not in the perfect line. You're like two inches in front of your brother. You need some encouragement. Come on. And then you have the pressure of like cameras there showing you to the whole fucking mm-hmm. world. Like I I couldn't even imagine. I know. I know. So we kind of touched on the curriculum for the Advanced um, Technology Institute. Um, And it's basically what this was, was a homeschooling program for like the IBLP belief system. They had these wisdom books that were basically unsourced bullshit based off of like scripture. Basically what, what I got from it is that it was like 
one like subject each week and there were like four subjects and you would like rotate through all of that and then like after you did that for a year you like were awarded a grade i think that's what it was really i'm not sure but i yeah okay all the people that were on the show that were like this ex-cult they were like listen it wasn't an education at all so the um basically the wisdom books what they taught was like bullshit um, like, instead of learning math, the one girl said, you learned, like, slut-shaming. And basically what they explained was, like, they would teach them what, like, this modesty wear is. And you would have to, like, pick out pictures of, like, what was slutty. And, like, modesty wear was, like, no shoulders, no knees. They had, like, those pilgrim collars. They had pantaloons, apparently. Um, and girls could only wear, like, dresses and skirts. Mm-hmm. Full-length dresses and skirts, by the way. Yeah, full-length. Mm-hmm. Full-length. And it was basically, like, so you didn't, like, trap people... And it, like, I trap people they were talking about. I'm like, okay, I can't. I actually can't. Because, like, when you sit here and think about it, it's like you're literally telling the woman that she's a victim. I mean, not the victim. Yeah. Like, she, you're not the victim. Like, you wore that. What do you expect? Yeah, you're telling her everything is her fault. <laughs> not that the guy should have been able to control himself. It's your fault. Yeah. Like, how is how, how hard is it to be like, just don't rape anybody? Just don't sexually assault people. Just don't like, how is that so difficult? Let me tell you, it's pretty damn easy. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. Coming from a man. 30 years. Coming from a man. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, fucking Tyler. It's pretty fucking easy to not do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what also comes with these are the training seminars, which was the alert militia fucking thing that we wanted to talk about earlier. So these training, <sighs> these training camp things, what they were, were free work camps. And this is, like, where Josh went when he sexually assaulted his sisters. Like, this is where they sent him for, like, troubled boys. And it's basically, like, a free work camp. And, like, they it's in places all around the country, and they're for, like, specific reasons. And basically, everybody gets sexually assaulted there. And um, the one that I want to talk about, and I know Tyler wants to talk about, and I'm going to guess Stephanie wants to talk about, is fucking Alert, who are the Children Crusaders. Oh, God. They literally made little soldiers out of the children. They're crusade. Like, it's a fucking crusade. But the Taliban are terrorists. Remember that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you know how many times they've said this, Tyler? Okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. 9-11 happens. You see all the stuff, all the wars going on. We used to make fun of those children carrying around those guns. And Mm -hmm. now we have fucking politicians posting their children holding fucking assault rifles on their fucking twitter on their fucking instagram like it's a badge of fucking honor when six years ago we were making fun of the same thing are you joking Mm -hmm. what do you think you are but no our god is right laura (laughs) man listen i also want to say right now i have a lot of friends that are like very religious like one of my best friends is incredibly religious i've gone to her church I've listened to her sing at her church. I've gone to like her like youth things that she's put together. Like I've done all of these things. I have no problem if you want to be fucking religious. I have no fucking yeah. problem with it. None of us fucking do. We're not talking about religion here. We're talking about a fucking cult. Yeah. We're talking about cult and militant fundamentalism. That's where things always go wrong. It's the extremes of any situation. I That's mean, where you're going to get things like fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's insane. It is insane. So basically what this alert is, is they like literally had children in a boot camp and taught them how to be soldiers. 
They literally made a crusade. Yep. That's what that is. You made a crusade. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other one that I really want to bring up in this training seminar is that journey to the heart. It was a 10-day camp where Bill would, like, sit down and, like, talk to everybody. And our favorite... Yep. Our favorite, Unhinged Derek, he said... um, that it was basically a vetting process to decide who Bill Gothard liked the most and wanted to sexually assault. And everybody got sexually assaulted there too. And that one girl, Lindsay, who was in the documentary said that she got sexually assaulted mm-hmm. there and she didn't know how to say no to the guy getting in her bed. Cause she wasn't taught how to say no. Can you fucking believe that? Oh God. I don't blame her at all. She wasn't, I don't blame her at all. Oh, yeah, That's no. what she was taught her whole you life. You weren't taught that you don't, that you just yeah, let them. You just obey men. Yeah. She was literally told like, don't, don't talk back mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was it's going to be bad for her either way like and that's what happened and it's so fucking horrible it's so fucking horrible how many of these poor fucking people are do- getting like tonight for example think about yeah. all of these people you know what i mean like it's hard to sleep at night now <laughs> like <laughs> i didn't even think yeah. about that but yeah Sorry. It's so hard to talk about this, like, not just based off of, like, how it makes us feel, but just the content of it. Like, it's so, you have to tiptoe for everything. I know. Like, if you haven't watched this, please go watch it. Yeah. Like, because you won't understand what we're feeling until you yeah. watch this, pretty much. Because, like, we're explaining it, but it's completely something else to, like, see it and to, like, see these p- women and men. And just see what that like the one guy Chad was like I got beat in a in a church bathroom for an hour and my mom said it was to break my will and then we came out of the bathroom and she told people that sorry we had to break his will and they laughed. Yep. And it was like a joke. And it's like, you, like we can tell you this, but you have to see them mm-hmm. because they're the ones that experienced it. Like they're the one. Like it's really heavy. But it's also yeah. really important, I think, mm-hmm. because it's yep. really important to educate people as to this is what's happening so we can stop it. So we can see it and we can stop it. Yeah. For sure. So we need to talk about the Joshua generation. And you know I want to talk oh about my God, it. the Joshua gener- generation. <laughs> they are the crusade. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're seeing mm-hmm. this right now. We are literally seeing this right now. This is literally happening. So the Joshua generation... They were influenced by, like, Gothard, okay? And it's literally to take over the world through Christian values. Mm -hmm. It's to infiltrate our government and Supreme Court and conquer it in the name of God. They want to bring America back to uh, to a Christian nation, and it's working, okay? Madison Cawthorn is part of this. They are, he is part of this. There are a ton of people on TikTok. They are using technology to make this trendy. They are using TikTok. They put, they put, which I love, which I love. They put two of these TikTok people who are like basically yeah. these Joshua Crusaders. And the, uh, that's what I'm calling. Ologies, ologies. Yeah. Something like that. I, I nicknamed them Ogres. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I didn't know how to say it. I call them the Joshua Crusaders. Yeah. I put these ogres uh, need to go to what need to go away. Yeah, I love that they <laughs> I love that they put them in here for about two minutes after we spent three and a half episodes bashing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so funny. 
but they're also all these people are also all over Trump's cabinet. Mm -hmm. And I do also think that we should talk about how Roe versus Wade got overturned. Yes. Even though most of Americans are perfectly fine with legal abortion Mm -hmm. and the Supreme Court acted on their own. And where the fuck did that come from? Because it's a Christian fucking thing to outlaw abortion and the Supreme Court acted on their fucking own. So I think Mm. this Joshua generation is way more scary than we all even realize. I had no idea that this is why this stuff was happening. I had no idea. Me either. Um, One girl even talked about how from as like a teenager that they she knew every like she knew like all the senate from her state like uh she knew like lawmakers and all of that she knew their names by name they knew her name and she would tell them this is what i want this is what i want this is what i want this is and that's how like you get these super christian like backwards laws happening and ugh, it was i can't like i like so like out of like the whole documentary like this is one of the things that really like shocked me yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I had no idea how organized this shit was. It's yeah. an organized. It's organized. Yeah, it's like organized. Saw, like, the tea party. Like we, we all saw the Tea Party come up and Sarah Palin, John McCain, all that. And I I mean, you can go all the way back to Reagan and that's really where it stemmed from. But like this militancy that we see nowadays, I thought it started there. I didn't realize it it was bred. Yeah. <laughs> like they I raised mean, all these people. They're playing the long game. They are playing the yeah. long game, and we are watching it happen right now. I'm telling you right now, what happened with Roe versus Wade was 100% this. I, I think you so. You cannot tell me different. I think so. You it cannot tell me different. I mean, holy shit. Mm-hmm. It's working. They, I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. Like, it's working. It's so yeah. scary. It's so scary because, like, I mean, we really are going back to a Christian nation. They are talking about taking away gay rights. They're talking about, they're already taking away trans rights. Like, let's yeah. talk about that, you know? Like, they're, they're already away, doing it. They're banning books. Like, they're, they're banning, banning drag, drag shows. Like, there's... It's like, it's like, have you guys never read for, Fahrenheit 451? And, like, yeah. what happens <laughs> when you burn all the fucking books? Because yeah. I had to read it when I was, like, fucking 11. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it in a long yep. time, but I've read it, yeah, and you become dumb. So the 2015 Josh sexual assault. So this broke in 2015. I remember it like it was yesterday. It seems as though Stephanie does, and it seems as though Tyler does too. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I didn't pay attention to it the way y'all did, but I, I remember hearing about it. Like, this guy from this show got caught with child porn and stuff. Like, I remember that. No, this was the but, sexual assault back in 2015. On this his Child pornography. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I remember all that happening, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he sexually assaulted four of his family members and a family friend when he was, like, 14 or 15. It seems as though nobody said anything for a very, very, very long time. They somehow found out that this happened. They said that he told them, which I think is a lie, and I think he got caught because he was doing it for how long? I think he got caught. I don't think he told them. Um, Amy, cousin Amy, she flat out said that she thinks that Jill was the one that, like, caught him and said no and, like, freaked out. Um, And she was the one that, like, raised the whistle. Mm -hmm. So because everybody kind of knew now, they had to do something about it. And so... 
Jim Bob ended up telling his friend Jim Holt, who's in the documentary. I think his first name is Jim. Um, I think so. In the documentary. Yeah, he was a Jim, too. He is. Okay. Um, in the documentary. So basically, Josh was courting their daughter and they broke it off. And they then Jim Holt decided to accompany them to the police station to file a police report. And here is where the super fucked up shit happens. They go to file this police report, the police report that was actually leaked. The cop that filed it was actually Jim Bob's friend who pretty much just kind of let Josh go and like never checked on him again. And then two years after that happened, the cop that filed the police report got arrested for child pornography, was released a couple years later, was arrested a second time for child pornography, and then was sentenced to 50, to 50 years in prison where he only served 15 and was released last year at the age of 84. How fucking fucked up is that? God damn. Corrupt. <laughs> I could not believe how much I dug up on that. Thank you, TikTok, again. I love it here. <laughs> so, I'm so glad. Oh, my God. And so TikTok, actually, there was a girl on there. I don't know who it was, but she pretty much said that there was so much more to it and pretty much like pretty much lined all that out. And then I went and looked it up myself. And all of that is true. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. So he was arrested for child pornography himself and was in jail for a long time and got arrested for it twice. God damn. I know. <laughs> and like literally like that's why they just let him go. Cause I mean, he's looking at child pornography. Why wouldn't he? Yep. Um, so after this broke, um, the show was like in jeopardy and Jill was forced to do this interview like right after. And Jill was like saying that like she had to downplay everything and she felt really obligated to do it and she felt really bad. And Derek, the unhinged man, we already spoke about how supportive he was. He really like stepped in for her while she was like crying and really upset. Um, and like some of the, my favorite things that Derek said during this moment was, Someone took the Bible and just ran with it. <laughs> Jim Bob wanted to carry the show on so he could make money. He yeah. could make money. Yep. Um, the guy, Jim Holt, he said that he was not truthful in that interview. And I believe him because he was there for the whole fucking thing. Um, and it's also, I want to note that his wife, Bobby, Bobby Holt, who was in the documentary too, she actually testified against Josh in the child pornography case. Mm -hmm. Good. Yes. <laughs> and she and was so, so happy she did that too. I was so happy for oh, her. Oh, I know. Yeah. Me too. She was like, I finally got to do something about it. I finally got to do something about it. <laughs> um, so right after that, he got caught cheating on his wife, Anna, through like the Ashley Madison website. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a woman oh named God, Danica Dillon. That. She was a... Yeah. Um, and it broke, that broke like literally like three weeks after the first thing. It was like right after the other. So then Danica Dillon ended up having like an interview where she was a porn star and pretty much like talked about how they had sex and he paid her thousand dollars to keep quiet. And I really don't want to go into the child pornography charges thing. Um, so really kind of like all I want to say is like kind of attach it to this and say like, it's fucking gross. He was charged 
um, and he was sentenced, and he's guilty of it. He is serving 12 and a half years in prison for it. Um, and Anna's living in the Duggar home uh-huh. and brings her kids there, and it's under Josh's request, because why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Um, I think that we should talk about how Jim Bob said that he didn't recall during the whole testifying, and it's like... So he's testifying, and he's going, I don't recall, I don't recall. And it's like, you don't recall your daughter's sexual abuse? Are you joking? Yeah, like, what the fuck is like, wrong with you, Like, either you're trying to protect him, or you really don't remember your daughter's sexual assault, in which case, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, neither looks good. <laughs> I feel like most dads would, like, be, like, like sticking up for their daughter, like, when they get sexually assaulted. I can assaulted. promise you, I can promise you that if I got sexually assaulted, my dad would be in... The fucking... He would probably be the loudest one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. No. My dad would probably kill him, to be honest with you. My dad would find a way. But you gotta remember, these these people believe that, like, you know, if you're if you're raped, it's part of God's plan. Like, he's yeah. used or something. Yeah, that one so. girl said that, like, she felt bad because she wasn't sexually assaulted. My boyfriend, Keenan, was sitting here in this room with me. And he heard that. And he'd been ignoring it the whole time. And he heard that and said, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like feeling guilty that you weren't sexually assaulted. sexually assaulted or anything like that. Like that's how fucked up these teachings are. I know. He like, he was like, are you fucking kidding? Oh, it was horrible. Um, but I don't really want to go into anything else with that because also it made Jill uncomfortable. And I don't really want to like talk about anything that like makes her super uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just he's in jail for 12 years and thank God. He's in jail for 12 and a half years and he should be there longer. Uh-huh. Um, but unfortunately, it won't be. Probably not. Yeah. Just hopefully he's there for those 12 years. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't release him early. He has no remorse. Uh-huh. He's He has no remorse. As soon as you let him out, he's going to go sexually assault his kids. He literally asked for conjugal visits with his wife. Uh, it got denied. But good. It should have gotten denied. <laughs> like you're in there for a sex crime and you're asking for this? Are you stupid? Yes, he is. Okay. So moving on quickly from that, we need to talk about TLC because I have a lot of fucking problems with TLC. Let me tell you about who I'm most mad at. TL motherfucking C. TL mm-hmm. motherfucking C. Enablers. Yes. They gave them a platform. You like oh my god. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They have responsibility in this. I don't know what it is, but they have some sort of responsibility in this. Because they gave a giant platform, they had a hit show to a cult leader and passed it off as religion to us all. I feel disgusted. Oh my god. Um, The also thing I want to say is that they don't feel bad about it. Because right after this was when they started putting out all those weird reality shows. With mm-hmm. all those other weird families. Yes, with all the weird Christian fundamentalists and all that stuff. And then, like, what really pisses me off is that in 2015, after all the sexual assault stuff, they piggybacked off the girls' trauma. They said, we're going to put you guys as the centerpiece of the show, and we're going to get the show renewed based off of the fact of your trauma that's just now come out into the public. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. It's fucking horrible. And I already talked about how pissed I am about the family money thing. The family money. Yeah. We gave him family money. Since when has that ever been a thing, you fuck? That was Jim Bob's money. Not once. <laughs> yep. And they knew it. They knew it. They just didn't feel like mm-hmm. dealing with it. Yep. 
they were making money, so why should they exactly? Care? And these people were yes men the whole time. Why would they think that they had to deal with it? The fact that they didn't look at the contracts when they knew damn well that half those kids were were at, were not minors anymore. You know exactly yeah. what you did. Mm-hmm. You raise these kids too, pretty much. Like you know how old they are. These producers, everybody, they know how old these kids are. Mm-hmm. They know that they should be getting their own goddamn money, but they didn't want to fuck up their checks. Nope. So. They were there since they were 14 kids. Since they were 14. Yep. And then there were 19 kids. You don't know that they're 18. Uh, half of them are 18 yet. Yes. And the one thing that we have to talk about, which we didn't talk about before with Jim Bob, was that he said that he, once Jill like brought up all like this stuff, Jim Bob then said, okay, well, like, I'll pay you guys. And it was a lump sum to mainly the boys. Yeah. And none of the girls that were underage. And just some of the fucking older girls, Jill. Mm-hmm. And um, like a small the only amount, way that though. you would... A small amount. Like, minimum wage. Like, these people, they were making $80,000 a season. And these people were going to get, like, twenty grand. Yeah. twenty grand. Right. That's enough. To show yeah, twenty grand. To That's... show their birth, to show them in labor, like And all that they were gonna get was twenty grand. And to get that twenty grand, you had to sign a lifetime contract that you would be on the show forever. I genuinely think that he got them to sign that contract for the five year one at the wedding because he wanted to have control over her still. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, yeah. You the show would have made money without her. The show would have been gone on without her. Yeah. She was married on 19 Kids and Counting. So, like, the show would have went on. You would have made money. It would have been a fucking thing. But you wanted control over her, and that's why you fucking did it. Mm-hmm. Nobody was going to miss Jill. We have 18 other kids. Nobody was going to fucking miss Jill. No. Was it, uh, was it Derek that said something about, like, he'd talked to them about, like, mm-hmm. getting paid? And he's like, well, like how, mu- like, how much do you want? He's like, well, what do you think it's worth? He's like, well, how much do you want? And, like... Like, you do, do you want ten dollars an hour? <laughs> it's like you're gonna pay him ten dollars an hour to like show his whole fucking life. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like <laughs> fuck off. Um. So the one thing that I've been holding on to is this vow. Um, the vow on HBO Max, which is now just Max. When I was watching this, I literally felt like I was hearing Sarah Edmondson tell me about Keith Raniere. I. 100% recommend The Vow to everybody I meet. I've recommended it for years. Um, there's two parts. The first part is phenomenal. The first part is what I'm talking about. <laughs> the second part has to do with Keith Raniere's trial and all the fucked up shit that he did. So it's actually really hard to digest. Um, but the first season, I've watched like a couple times actually. And I've told my friends to go watch it. It's really good. So basically what it is, is The Vow is about a cult called Nixium and it actually gained national fame because the one girl that was in it what played on Smallville mm-hmm. the show Smallville yeah, on CW right. mm-hmm. her name is Allison Mack um because of that there were also other like Hollywood people in it like uh there were a couple people from like uh Battlestar Galactica that were in it like a bunch of stuff and that's how it basically got like all this fame what basically happened was this guy, Keith Raniere, started this Nixium thing, and it was a company. And underneath the company, they had a bunch of, like, subsex, basically, companies. And it was for, like, different things, like women empowerment, like, all this stuff. Basically, telling women that they're, piece, that they're nothing. That's basically what this whole thing was, that you're nothing, you're a sex object, you're nothing. 
it ended up being a creepy sex cult where there was like a dominant and a submissive thing going on where like these girls were like basically Keith Raniere was their master and he was having sex with all these women. And then these women were going out and recruiting other women's for this sex cult. And it was all under this blanket Nixium thing. So the thing that Sarah Edmondson was involved in was ESP, which was a subsect of this. And then she got into all the other subsects and she got into D, uh, it's like DDoS or something. That's basically what she got into. I don't think it's DDoS. I forget what it's called. It's like DOS or something. Dominant over submissive. It's DOS. Um, so, <laughs> and so basically when I was listening to this, I was like, literally like, wow, this is the fucking vow. And so I wrote down all the times that it reminded me of the fucking vow. <laughs> <laughs> and so number one thing I want to say, and I think that this goes for a lot. I think that this goes for, this just needs to be said. So Holt said that there are a lot of good people in IBLP. And I want to stress that because there's this guy, Mark Vincenzi, who is one of the whistleblowers on Nixium cult. He says, you don't join a cult. You join a good thing and it turns out to be a cult. And then there's creepy yep. shit and then there's sex shit. And then you see all the shit. Nobody joins a cult. You join a good thing. And I really think that that is something that is so fucking true and so fucking right. And Holt kind of said it there too. Like the all of these people are victims. They are victims mm -hmm. in this story. Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. Every single fucking person in this fucking cult is a fucking victim. The other thing that they did was he had they explained that they locked people in rooms in this training center. And I want to explain part two of the vow where Keith Ranieri locked a girl in a room for two and a half years. And he said during the testifying in like his, yeah, two and a half years, this girl, and everybody knew. Everybody knew and would feed her. Her sister would feed her. Everybody knew that she was locked in this fucking room for two and a half years. And he said, well, it wasn't locked. What? It wasn't locked. Excuse me. Yes, the fuck it was. You have her locked in a room. Her whole family's in the cult. And you tell her that if she leaves, she has nothing, not even her fucking driver's license. Yes, the door is fucking locked. And that's what the jury said, too. Good. <laughs> oh wait, the jury. That's what the like the jury agreed that he was wrong, right? Yeah, right. They, he's in jail. Okay. I I don't remember for how long, like twenty something years. Like he's in fucking jail for his life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Keith Raniere's in jail for life because he also got convicted of all the child sex stuff that he was doing too. I knew that name sounded familiar, and I just I all of a sudden it occurred to me like I I listened to a whole podcast about it, <laughs> so. It's. I mean, I love Sarah Edmondson, who's like the narrator for part one, basically. And she actually started, like, she was in DOS. And, like, she was the one that, like, showed her, like, branding scar because they branded them mm -hmm. with Keith Raniere's initials, basically. And it was, like, this whole ritual. It was, like, I mean, how Sarah explains it is just, you have to go watch it, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> she explains it how it was, like, this ritual. And they made it seem like that you were, it was a women empowerment thing. And that you were, like, oh look how God. strong I am. And, like, you're branding yourself with this guy's initials. And, like, people know. Yeah. You don't, but people know. I know I know you've uh, you've suggested it to me a couple times. I just yeah. I keep forgetting I need to, to watch, watch it. it. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to now. Well, watch it for this. I know so much about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to watch it for this. Let me tell you. I love part one. We don't need to watch part two. Part two is pretty gar 
I'll tell you about it. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it. I'll tell you about it. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I highly recommend it. Tyler just said it. I tell everybody. Um, I want to explain that Bill Gothard was also Keith Raniere. Like, they were one in the fucking same. Um, They... The people in Nixium treated Keith Raniere like a god, and they would actually call him Vanguard. Bill was never married, he had no kids, and he was celibate. Keith claimed the same thing, and turns out he was having sex with all of these women in the cult. Every single woman. He lived with women, he was having sex with every single one of them, and he claimed that he was celibate the whole time. He paid for people to have abortions. They yeah, That all comes out in the trial, all of that. And he told everybody that he was celibate. And people kept that lie up for him. That's some fucking shit. Yep. They were also talking about, like, controlling their weight. And that was a huge thing in Nexium. The girls that were, like, in this DOS, they actually had to send text messages and say, like, Master, can I please um, eat and list everything and list the calories and had to get permission to eat it. These girls lost so much weight. The one girl, there's like another documentary that I've watched about it that Showtime did with one of the girls. The mom is in The Vow, but then her daughter did her own documentary after she left because The Vow is how the daughter's still in the cult. And she actually got out of it um, after all of this. And she did her own documentary. And she talks about how she still has issues with food, like when she met her current fiance. Uh, he was like, oh, let's have eggs for breakfast. And like little by little, he would be like, why don't we put some cheese in it? And like, why don't we put some like spinach in it? And like, really she had to like regain like, and she still has issues with food and she says it like they gave her a fucking eating disorder. Yeah, that's like eating disorder behavior. Um, And so I think that that's also something to talk about. Okay. <laughs> They're controlling their fucking weight. The seminars and classes and camps are like super fucking expensive. And turns out, that this company is worth like $90 million. I don't know how true that is. I couldn't find a number. So they apparently are worth $90 million. Okay. With that, that 90, Bill Gothard had gotten ousted, right? Do you want to know who has taken over IBLP? Who? Is it Jim Bob? Jimmy Bob Duggar. Of course. Rumors are that he has taken over. He has actually been asking people to move to Arkansas, which is a huge cult move. They did that in the vow. Keith Raniere was trying to get everybody to move to Albany. And Sarah says, Sarah Edmondson, she was like, he, they were pushing me to move to Albany. They pushed me for years to move to Albany and I wouldn't fucking do it because I didn't like Albany. And that's exactly what they're trying to do to get everybody to come to Arkansas. Yep. Jim Jones moved everybody to South America, so... Super cult move. Mm-hmm. Super cult move. So I want to bring that up, that Jim Bob is now rumored to be in charge, and he's rumored to be getting everybody to come to Arkansas as their new base. Isn't that so fucky? These people need to be stopped. Yes, I know. Needs to stop them. And that's all I have for my comparisons, by the way. Well, this is a very, uh, very meaty episode. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? Don't ever forget that I started this with that awesome story. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I remember that. Remember one. the awesome story at the end of this? It, it was well, needed. T- <laughs> it was needed. We were talking about the branding. I was like, how do we start from the bathroom to this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, The Vow, I think that we should watch this for that, mm-hmm. for like this podcast. I would love that because it is so good. I tell everybody to watch part one. Like I said, part two is hard to digest. Part one is so fucking good. 
I'm down to watch it for sure. I'll watch it. I love it. I've I've been recommending it to you, Tyler, for like a long time now. Yeah. And you've recommended it to me a few times. I don't know why I thought it was. I just met Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like in February or March. February. Yeah, like I just met her a couple months yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I associated the vow with the Channing Tatum movie. I don't know why I thought it was like the true story of that. So now I know. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't really, I don't care. <laughs> She's been thinking it's about amnesia this whole time. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really like care to watch more about that story. But now I know that it's something totally different. So I'm down to watch something so fucking stupid. And she's like, why the fuck would anybody recommend this to me? And now she's like, oh, (laughs) now it makes sense. (laughs) I thought it was a documentary about that stupid movie. So no, the they take a vow um, in the DDoS, Mm. like to get into it, the DOS or whatever to get into it. They basically have to um, like sign their lives away. They have to like like to even hear about it. They had to come up with like horrible collateral that was like basically like I think Sarah said that she ended up telling them like that she took a video where like she said that her husband beats her and a kid so that way like like some like a catastrophic something to even find out about it. Oh, like blackmail. So then you find out about right. it. Yeah. Okay. It's blackmail, which is what thing. most of his charges were for. Dang. That's what most of his charges were for was for blackmail. Because all of these things, they told Sarah that they were staying like with her friend. And turns out it was going to Keith. So once you found out about it, you were basically like signed up. So she was like, okay, cool. So she's like in it. And they're like, well, we need more collateral. And she's like, what do you mean? Once a week, they had to send collateral of them like naked, like naked pictures of themselves. And then they were told that they were staying, like, in a flash drive, like, whatever, and they were going to Keith. And that's why Allison Mack is in jail for racketeering for, like, a bunch of years because she was actually one of the main recruiters. She actually created DOS with Keith. She was the main chick that got all these other chicks to be this. She was the only one that knew what was going on, and that's why she's in jail for so long. But she was a victim, too. She didn't know. She woke up, and she's like, I am so fucking dumb. Good. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. And I I actually heard a podcast from, um, I don't know, his name, his real name's Michael Rosenbaum, I think. He played Lex Luthor on Smallville. He has a podcast, and he actually talked about it. And so I went and I listened to his podcast, because I'm, like, into it now. And, so, like, once you watch it, you're, like, in it. Yeah. So I went and I listened to his podcast, and he was saying that, like, she, he had, like, met up with her years after the show, and he she, like, came to his house and, like, walked in like she owned the place, started cooking all of his food, like, doing, like, all of this stuff. And then, like, the guy that she was with, like, tried to fight him and his friend, and he was like, okay, you guys got to, like, go. And, the like, fuck? he was like, it was so fucking weird. It was so strange. So I know you said she's in prison for a bunch of years. It's It's three. It's three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to take these off now, you know, <laughs> bunch of years. I think it's like 15. Nope. Yeah, she's a, she's almost done actually. Maybe because she was a victim too, honestly. Yeah. She went in, or she was like truly in 2021 and yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they say it in the part two of the documentary. I think, um, the one girl, Nancy Salzman, who's in part two, who like ran the whole thing with him. She got like a lot of years. All right. Well, let's, 
Let's uh, let's wrap this up before we get yeah. too much. Yeah, it's more like two it. hours. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> down a rabbit hole all of a sudden. I'm down a TikTok rabbit hole. So, speaking of TikTok, speaking of our socials, you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, not Twitter. We don't have one of those because Twitter's dying. Thanks, Elon. Um, so I'm still there. Yeah. Hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, personally, I'm there. Personally, I use it all the time. Um, everybody knows that. Um, but anyway, so you can follow us at Hot Garbage Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Um, we post our funny videos on there so you guys get to like hear this stuff. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us. We had a lot of fun. Hope that you stuck with us the whole way and don't think I'm too mean, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and as always, stay trashy. <laughs>